Silence! Silence, everyone! Please, crystals! Our leader has something to say. Bobby, pay uh, attention. Oh, yes, Miss Kit. <laughs> oh, Miss Kit, please, please, please. Ursa. What? Are you addressing me by my Christian name? Well, I thought that's what you would prefer. Well, you thought wrong. That's enough out of you, Miss Kit. Oh, I knew how to use a whip when I was Catwoman and Batman. Yeah, okay, but that was years ago, Eartha, and now I'm in charge, okay? So... Ow, that hurts. Please stop it. Thank you. Now, Bobby, as you know, as one of our newest members, as the new kid on the block, if you will, <laughs> Ooh, that's real funny there. <laughs> well, good joke there, Braden. Thank you, Bruce. We have a lot of things that we need to get taken care of. First off, we are in the process of building an underground bunker. Jackson, uh, where are we on that? Uh, we're doing pretty good. Uh, I, I'm gonna need some more materials, though, and uh, I, I still... I have a Ouija board that I use to get directions from you because, you know, you speak to me spiritually, but it's been missing. I don't know where it is. Yeah, don't worry about that, Jackson. I'm sure it'll turn up at some point. Uh, do you have a hard hat or anything? You look like you're, you're, you might get bumped on the head at some point. That could be really bad. Uh, well, I'm going to need more funding if that's going to be the case. I, you know, I, I, my last job, they paid for all my equipment, but here I don't have one. All right. That's all right. Well, we'll get to the bottom of that at some point. Now. Now, objective number two, after we build the bunker, we need to take out the Three Tooches podcast. Take it out? Uh, excuse me, uh, uh, sir, uh, uh, Braden, what does take out mean? Are we going to, like, get everyone on staff out and go to, a, a like, a lunch together or something on your, your dime? I mean, that'd be really nice. I think they might enjoy that. I've never listened to the show, but oh, I assume Bobby, that Bobby, they... Bobby, 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 No. What we need to do is get rid of this irritating, obnoxious podcast. I mean, they say that they're going to recap the Stooges every single week, and they never get around to it. All they ever do is go on adventures and try to solve mysteries, and they have way too many characters, first of all. I don't know how anyone keeps track, because, I, you know, I don't know. They all sound the same to me. But, uh, excuse me, Brayden, uh, do we know where they make this podcast? Perhaps we could go and talk to them. I'm not really sure if they'd be willing to, but Bobby, maybe they'd be... Bobby, Bobby, no. The podcast must be infiltrated quietly so that no one suspects that we are the source of all this consternation. Uh, yeah, if we were to get to, uh, the bottom of things... Uh, too quickly, you know, people might suddenly suspect that, uh, we were troublemakers. And, uh, you know, we're not troublemakers. We're just here out in the woods, uh, with our, with our crystals. Crystals! Uh, you know, doing, uh, doing our thing. So, uh, we, we don't want any trouble. That's right. Of, we don't want any trouble, of course, other than the, the trouble that we're trying to stir, right? Oh, yeah, you know, that's, that's a true one. I think it's important that we also sit, set aside some time here to clarify the hierarchy here. Uh, as you know, here in this group of cabins, I'm in charge. I'm the number one. I am, of course, uh, Bruce Ogletree, longtime sponsor of the Three Tutors podcast, turned defector. And now I'm the number two due to my inside knowledge of 
the podcast. And I'm Arthur Kitt, famed Hollywood actress. They thought I died, but I didn't. I'm here. Uh, uh, Miss Kitt, excuse me. Where were you after uh, Hollywood thought you had passed? I've been here in the woods. Oh, here. I thought you were on an island with Tupac. And, oh, that's and... right. Well, there was a time when I was on an island with Tupac and Hitler. But they were terrible roommates. I would do the dishes, and then all of a sudden, they would cook a whole mess of nachos and splatter melted cheese all over the sink. And I said, why did I even bother doing all of this? And then this one time, I was like, guys, please don't have a party tonight. I have a big thing to study for. And then Hitler was like, nine, we must have a party. And Tupac said, I have to throw a party to celebrate all of my albums that have dropped and become very successful. Oh, well, I see. Anyway, I'm the enforcer. So if anything needs to be enforced, uh, curfew hours, the chore wheel, designated driver responsibilities. That's three things. Yes, and that means it's exhaustive. It's a nasty business, and as everyone knows, in the rules of nasty business, three things is enough. Oh, well, that's interesting, because I always thought that eight was enough. Enough? Excuse me, Miss Kitt, your voice goes in and out a little bit. It was Irish once a few I days ago. I told you I'm and... a bit of an empath. And... Well, that's true, and I'm sorry, I must be rubbing off on you. <laughs> well, I certainly hope not. Not without my consent, anyway. Anyway, yes, Eartha, please, we, we have got to get back to the business at hand. Please, join me uh, in the back here. We've, we've got to do something about this taxidermy statue of Michael the intern. Uh, I'm afraid the embalming process wasn't complete, and he's starting to smell a little bit. Oh my gosh! This was an intern at the cabins? Uh, well, no, not at the cabins. Uh, a former job of mine. Oh, okay. Well, if you don't mind me asking, sir... Uh... I do, but thank you. Okay. Uh, you know, before you, uh, you go and take care of that, I just, uh, I go need to make a phone call real quick. I'll be right back. Wonder what he's up to. Seems suspicious. I'd better lurk behind him and follow stealthily like a cat. <sighs> Mama? Mama? I, I hope you get this message. I, I called, but couldn't call me back because it was a payphone. But uh, I just want you to know that I'm safe. But I met some people, and uh, they're kind of scaring me. They, they have snip. You... Why did I say snip? Mama, are you there? Mama, your mother's not there. She can't help you now. Oh my God. I'm your new mother, Bobby.
Welcome, 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 one and all, to the three Tuges. Please, settle, settle, audience, settle. Please, everyone, calm down. We've got a show to get to. I don't think they'd to. like to settle down. I, Kylie, I think they're very Kylie, excited. Please, we'll get to that. It's an exciting time to be alive. It, it is. Now, for our listeners out there who can't see us in the studio or perhaps might That's be... Right. Li- you don't. you can't afford the live stream. Yeah, true. Or perhaps they're listening to the uh, gunshot version of the podcast. I, I know so you, might be hearing, popular. you might be hearing some Scottish-sounding gunshots, and I just want to introduce everyone. Uh, since Brayden left, actually... Uh, it was just a, a bit ago. We're recording a few episodes ahead. That's right. He split like the dickens. I don't know where he went off to, but they called me and they said, Kylie, can you come down here and co-host the show for a little bit? And I said, absolutely. It'd be my pleasure because I'm such a big fan and sponsor of the podcast. I said, any chance to get more involved, I'd be happy to do it. Uh, yes, everyone. If you don't know, uh, one of our beloved sponsors, he's he has sponsored the show several times. Hey. I'd like to, oh, excuse me. No, it's all right. Point of order. It, it happens to me a lot because of the sound of my voice, because I have a rich, beautiful Scottish brogue. People think, oh, Kylie, you're the world's most famous Scottish pop star. You must have hair on your chest. And I said, no, I'm actually a beautiful woman. I do have to say, you are just... Stacked 36, uh, 24, 36. Oh, what a winning hand. Yeah, I'm a brick house. Mighty, mighty, just letting it all hang out. I'm a stunner. People pass me on the street and they're like, damn, who is that beauty? And I say, I'm Kylie McNug, Scottish pop star. There's a reason I've sold over 30 albums. Is that 30 albums, like, you have 30 I different releases? I don't like to get bogged down in the details. I like to just make me music. Compilation CDs, mostly. We do them for various occasions. Of course, you know, Songs of Scotland was the first major hit. But then we also did Songs of the Summer, which I believe uh, we advertised for the first time on the podcast last week. But along the way, we've done a lot of other albums. Uh, you know, Love Ballads, Love Laments. Broadway show tunes. I'm so glad that you're here, Kylie. I, I just want the audience to know you're joining me because Brayden uh, left just a bit ago. That's we, right. He's buggered off. That is. So I don't know what we're going to do without him. It, well, we're going to be successful. That's what we're going to be because everything I touch turns to gold. Every little thing she does is magic. That song's another one that I've sung before. Oh, is it? Is it yes, really? Right. Would you care to give me a, a sampling? <laughs> yeah, sure. Every little thing she does is magic. See, I had it right here in my pocket the whole time. Is magic. Every little thing just turns me on. It's, it's something else is tragic. I don't remember the rest of the words. And this is another important part of my process. I never do a second take. I figure one and done. That's why they call me one take Kylie. And that applies to anything. You know, if I was ever to steal anything, I'd never do it twice. Oh, I see. Okay. Only yeah, once. I only take I only take it once. So is it for the, is it, do you take things for the thrill of it? Is it sort of a compulsion that you have? I wouldn't call myself a kleptomaniac. Of course, the judge differed on that. Uh, And that's why he's garnishing the wages from the most recent album that I've cut. 
but it's neither here nor there. I find that, uh, you know, the opinion of one judge doesn't matter much, especially when you've got means to get away and relocate to another part of the country. As long as there's a recording studio nearby where I can cut a new album, uh, I'll be just fine. Here in the studio, you might be safe as well because we, while not official in our capacity, we do function as sort of a sovereign state. That's true. It's one of, one of the best things that we've got here is, you know, when you sign on to work with the Three Tutors podcast, you sign a contract that says, hey, guys, I know you're not legally your own country, but for all intents and purposes, we're going to make sure that you act like you're your own country. And that's why you guys have your own jail, uh, which I think is just fantastic. I love that you could just lock people up. I often think, you know, what would happen if I could just lock up that judge who said I was a kleptomaniac? Well, problem solved. Wouldn't be dealing with that anymore. Anyway, it's such a pleasure to be here today uh, hosting the Three Tutors podcast. Yes, thank you so much for joining me, Kylie. Braden, as I have tried to say several times, is oh, away. He's right off. Hey, stop tickling me, Landry. <laughs> you stop That's tickling me. Kylie, stop tickling That's me. You that. can't fight tickles right. with tickles. Oh, you can. You most certainly can, laddie. As I was saying, audience, Braden has absconded. We had some creative differences about the podcast, but... He said it was rubbish. Be- I want you, the third Tuge, the rider dies, to know we will forge ahead because I want to bring you the exclusively Three Stooges adjacent content that you asked right. for. Everyone's chomping at the bit, and that's why I became a sponsor so many years ago. Yes, yeah, so many years. How long have you I've been-, been a sponsor of the podcast for over 15 years. And I know you've only been recording for less than one, but it was one of the, it was a it was a Kickstarter sort of thing. I knew it was coming, and so I put in a lot of money up front uh, with the sales of my mini albums. Uh, uh, the first album I ever recorded was the opera album. I took all of the proceeds from that uh, and I put it straight into this podcast, which is part of why you guys have so many beautiful resources. And we can't thank you enough, Kylie. You're we would welcome. be nowhere. Uh, well, thank you, Kylie. I, I really appreciate it. So, uh, audience, please, please be welcoming to my guest host, Kylie McNogue, Scottish pop oh, star. I don't need this to be week. welcomed. I make myself welcome wherever I go, but thank you. Okay, well, I've. If that's that, then um, I just want the audience to know we're recording several episodes ahead because Braden left and because we were gone for so many weeks. We just want to have several in the bank. So um, over, right. the, over the span of the next yeah. few days, we'll be recording several that's episodes. Right. We're reco- normally, they record one episode a week, you know, and so time progresses normally. But uh, uh, what's going to be happening here is that we're recording a lot of episodes in advance. So we got them in the can. Uh, it's not like we're building up to something or there's some major conflict that's going to happen in seven days from now, you know, but it's going to play out over the course of several episodes, like in a condensed time. No, we're just getting ahead of the schedule. That wouldn't here. make any sense. I, I don't that think that makes sense, no, especially for a podcast, that? especially for yeah. when you want to recap something week to week. Like, what's the point even? All right. Slow and steady does it. That's what I always say. We don't want to alert anyone and uh, and to ring any false alarms, which is the episode oh, of the three oh, Stooges that we'll good. be watching this very week. Very good. It's about time you got around to it, Landry. That's right. That's the title of the episode. False alarm. It's true. That is the title of the Three Stooges episode that we're watching this week. I'm so excited to to watch it with you. Uh, Kylie, do you watch and follow uh, a lot of Three Stooges even before the, the podcast? Of course I do. I'm a big fan. And, uh, you know, that's because partially because I've been such a fan of the Three Stooges for so many years now. They've been icons of comedy. 
Uh, of course, in Scotland, we we celebrate the Three Stooges year-round. We bake uh, Three Stooges haggis. We make uh, Three Stooges log tosses. And uh, then every now and then, we'll shave a sheep in into a... We'll, we'll take uh, the shears and just do the back of the sheep so that the sides... Uh, still have all the wool on, and we call that a Larry. Ah, that's good. Yeah. You said you yeah. do that every year? That's a... Oh, it's, oh, it's year round. Oh, I see. Do you pick it's, one you know, sheep to do that to? Like a special oh, sheep? Oh, no, it's one... It's like you could do it, you know, some people make origami in Japan, but in Scotland, no, we just artisanal sheep shaving. And, of ah. course, one of the most famous... Is uh, is uh, the Larry? I see. People started with the Rachel back in the nineties, where they would actually take a straightener to the sheep's hair, and then it would swoop around, and it would look a lot like Jennifer Aniston. But it wasn't long after that that people said, "Oh, hey, we've got a we've got a perfect opportunity to do a sheep that looks like Larry from the Three Stooges." Oh, uh, okay. You can also do a mow, which is where you you slick down the sides of the sheep. But it's hard because it's it's difficult to come up with that much molasses. Of course, you know a regular old sheer sheep. We call that a curly. You, which is ironic. Um, it, so, well, yes, it is. So with uh, back to the mo, you you said you use molasses as the uh, right. the slicking agent in the. That's right. Or well, what else would you use? I I don't know. That's I mean I was just curious. I I just of all the things that you can it's use. It's wonderful my mind because did... when you've got a long day of slicking sheep, then. You know, sometimes you get hungry halfway through the day. But if you've already got a vat of molasses there uh, to slick the sheep down, you just mm, dip your little fingers it's in there. And that's right. And before you know it, you're excited. You're ready to go. And it's just off to, off to the races again. Do you Which race is, the is, sheep? Is that something you that do. also happens? Yeah, it's one of the things. There's uh, They compete in multiple heats. Uh, you'll start with a, with a Larry race. And then the mores and the curly race is really very exciting because they're unencumbered and uh, there's a lot less wind resistance. Oh, so really, yeah. we sort of ramp things up there. It's sort of it's like a exciting. it's sort of like a gelding situation where it's like they ha- they're completely wild and like they haven't been tamed at that point. Is that is that accurate? Would you say? As, that's absolutely right. It's so enlightening to have a co-host who is. You know, so international has been so many places. And, that's and... right. That's right. I'm a world traveler, and you know, when you travel the world like I have, you think there's nothing like the songs of the summer. And here I am, Kylie McNook, Scottish pop star, telling you all about my. Oh, hello. Well, well, well. If it isn't Kylie McNook, Scottish pop star, oh, I'm Westy Chesty. Ah, uh, nice to meet you. Well, it's a. Oh, excuse me, my my hand might just sort of pass through you. It's because I'm ethereal in nature, though. Uh, but just know that I'm trying to greet you in a professional manner. Well, I appreciate that. It's a pleasure to meet you as well. Ex- excuse me, Kylie. Uh, uh, Westy Chesty, Kylie McNogue, Scottish pop star, as you know. Uh, Kylie, this is Westy Chesty. He is one of our. Uh, sort of hired hands here at the Three Tuches podcast. It looks like a phantom. Uh, well, it, I think that's a good a good descriptor, wouldn't you say, Westy Chesty? Oh, yeah, I guess I'm a bit phantasmic in nature. I just like to consider myself spiritual and ethereal. Isn't that right? 
Uh, yeah, that is some of the words that you've just used to describe yourself before. Um, excuse me, Westy Chesty, we are kind of in the middle of something. You, I mean, I'm sorry. Excuse me, Kylie. This will all come out in the editing. But um, oh, sure, of course. Is there, is there something that you might need me for? Uh, Westy Chesty? Do it now, hurry, because I'm not doing the second tick. Oh, well, 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 I just thought that you should know, Landry, that, uh, ever since Wilson T. Boo Barbasol was, uh, escaped, sort of absconded from the, uh, minimum, maximum, free twoges. There's a lot of people absconding. You ever thought about you know, putting locks on the doors or anything like that. Well, it's actually funny that you say that, Kylie, because we had this fella locked up in our minimum maximum security facility and uh, somehow he escaped as well. So, Landry, I just wanted to let you know, come to you doing your recording when I know you'd be in studio, that uh, we think we might have tricked him down. Uh, what's that? It sounds very exciting. Uh, yes, uh, Kylie, um, actually, if... Would you like to go on a little tour of our facilities that we've talked about here? We might not be able to get to everything, but uh, Westy Chesty has just alerted me that he might have actually found... Yeah, I was listening. I don't need you to recap it. Excuse me. Sorry. Uh, only one take. That's right. Uh, Westy Chesty, do you think you could uh, show us to uh, where you think the where you think Wilson team might be? Well, what do you say, audience? Do you think we should go out and look for this creature who's buggered off into the night? It sounds like they are fans. That's true. Okay. All right. Uh, Well, Westy Chesty, if you want to lead the way, you can show us where they are. Okay. So, like, we got, yeah, we got, like, sounds of my footsteps. Uh, so this is our construction site. Uh, very nice. I like this very much. It's true. We're constantly expanding. And uh, as you can see here, this building with the giant hole in the wall where it looks like something has burst through, like one of those chest bursters in Alien, that's actually our Studio Minimum Maximum Security Facility. Oh, I thought it was the Kool-Aid Man. I don't know if you know that. They were actually created by the same artistic director, the Kool-Aid Man and the chest bursters from Alien. But that's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, that's on. I actually talked about that on my uh, Kool Aid and Alien themed other podcast that I host. Oh, that sounds wonderful. I wonder where I can listen to that. Wherever you listen to podcasts. There's a podcast for everything these days, isn't there? It's true. Okay, um, and just a little bit further out here, I believe you can see this sort of spire like object in the distance. Oh boy, what is that there? There's a shiny obelisk, and it looks like it's got circles all over it with smaller circles on it. It's a uh, what an interesting object. It's funny that you call it an obelisk. We actually call it that as well. Oh, well, I think you see it, you, you know, rising out, towering above everything else. There's nothing else you could call it. This sort of odd landmark appeared here one day, and uh, we actually, we don't know much about it, but uh, Westy Chesty, why did you bring us out here? Well, if you just look at these tracks here that we've been following, you'll see that right in front of this obelisk here is where they terminate. So the tracks just stop in the middle of nothing. Well, if you look just a little bit further, it seems there's a large crater. Oh my gosh, how deep is this thing? Oh my god, there's a giant hole in the ground. What is this? It looks like something took off from here. How, how, How wide is this thing, Westy Chesty? When we last measured it, it seems to be about 30 feet in diameter. 
Something not of this earth could only make this kind of impact, don't you think? Well, I'm not a, a, a physicist or an aeronautical engineer, so I don't really know where that, that might be coming from, but, uh... And if you look... Wait a minute. Is that a person over there? It's something over there in the trees. Westy Chesty, can you uh, sort of apparate over there and... and... Tell us what that might be over there? Yeah, I especially love it if you could make some sort of a sound effect. Well, 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 well. Oh my god! That was great, I love that sound effect. That was really good. Landry! Uh, does it actually take a lot of, like, breath? Yeah, why you are you very panting like tired. that? I well, think you're just doing it for dramatic effect, which of course I respect as an artist. Uh, it's not... I'm a little spooked, you see, because there was a... There was like some sort of creature with antennae and, and claws that was scuttling about in the woods over there. Antenna? Scuttling? What kind of creature would That's be probably doing that? nothing. Let's ignore that. Oh. And not talk about it for a while. Well, you know what? I think we should trust Kylie, you know? She has a lot of expertise in the arts, and uh, that's what we consider this podcast, really, an that's art, right. listeners. That's right. This so. is an artistic endeavor, and as the world's most famous Scottish pop stars, perhaps the most famous Scottish pop star, Kylie McNug, I know what I'm talking about in this particular avenue. So ignore that. It's probably not going to come up again. It's one of those loose threads that'll just never get resolved. We do have a lot of those. That's true. Uh, wait, is that someone else over there? Why, look at that. It's a handsome gentleman. Stephen P. Pillsbury. He's got two sticks. Oh, no, it's one stick, but it's split into two. Oh, my, he's using some sort of a, some sort of witchcraft like he's looking for water. Uh, excuse me, gentlemen. Ahem. Madam. Thank you. Stephen P. Pillsbury, FGO agent. Well, you're a very handsome fella. Kylie, do not be thrilled by his masculine wiles. This gentleman is nothing but trouble. Well, I'd say he'd like to take a ride on my womanly wiles, if you know what I'm talking about. Ms. McNogue, I'm well aware of your work, uh, but please, I'm hard at work here. Uh, excuse me, uh, Stephen P., what exactly is it that you're working on out here? Uh, I'm just searching for, uh, nothing, I'm- He's searching for clues, that's what he's doing, any idiot could tell. Please, Ms. McNogue. Excuse me, Stephen P., shouldn't you be out searching for Wilson T. just like we are? Uh, why do you think I'm here? There are a lot of things going on, quite a miss. I just think we need to examine all the possibilities, which is why I'm out here. I don't know much about misses. I only know about hits because I'm Kylie McNug, Scottish pop star. Isn't that impressive, don't you think, sir? Well, Ms. McNug, I do have to say I'd love to hear more about some of those. Is that a metal detector in your pocket or are you just happy to see me? It's actually a metal detector. I was going to pull that out next. Why do you have a metal detector? Well, I'm just searching for residue and, uh... Perhaps remnants of anything that might have taken off from this crater that you've stumbled upon here. So you think the crater was actually a launch site and not a site of impact? Perhaps. I do have a degree in aeronautical engineering and physics. Oh, yes. So let me uh, use this contraption here and see what we've got. Hmm. Just scanning the area here for any metallic readings and... I'm getting a strong signal. 
It seems there's copper residue coating this entire crater. Do you know anything about copper, Ms. McNogue? As a matter of fact, I do know quite a bit about copper. It's a chemical element with the symbol CU from the Latin cuprum, and its atomic number is 29. It's soft, malleable, and ductile metal with a high thermal and electrical conductivity. A freshly exposed surface of pure copper is a pinkish-orange color. However, uh, with time, it'll actually wear itself green due to oxidation. And that's why the Statue of Liberty is so green. Of course, you know, that was back before she lost her arm. Poor soul. I also happen to know that copper is essential to all living organisms as it's traced dietary mineral because it's a key constituent of the respiratory enzyme complex cytochrome C oxidase. In mollusks and crustaceans, in particular, copper is a constituent of the blood pigment hemocyanin, which is replaced by the iron complex hemoglobin in fish and other vertebrates. Would you like to know more? A green layer of vertigrees can often be seen on old copper structures, such as the roofing of many older buildings at the Statue of Liberty. Oh, we talked about this already. The Statue of Liberty, and here, at this site. It's probably nothing. Landry, you were present at the Liberty Island fiasco, isn't that correct? Actually, yes I was, and that was around the time this obelisk showed up. It's a strange coincidence that those materials would both be located in such a high concentration adjacent to technology that only seemed to appear during those incidents. It's probably nothing, just one of those happy coincidences when something happens, you know, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, that's weird. I agree with Carly. I don't think we should think about it at all. Yeah, it seems like we got to get back to the task at hand, which is finding this Wilson T fella. If that's the case and you need to follow and find Wilson T... I have my own business to attend to. Yeah, we gotta get out of here, though. There's these wild dogs running around in the woods. And I'll go handle them. Please. Landry? Westy Chesty? Ms. McNogue? A pleasure. Always. The pleasure is all mine. Well, that's awfully selfish of you. You know what, Westy Chesty? Can you apparate again and follow Stephen P. for a second? I, uh, I want to keep tabs on him. I think I could do that. Well, 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 well. Is that... Is that who I think it is? I need you to be careful. Your friends are snooping around. Well, I don't understand why we need to be concerned about this. It seems like they've they got their own things and we don't have anything to worry about. They haven't got a stitch of suspicion. Uh, I'm actually the mole. Number two. I'm always careful. There's not a thing that they could do to try and to figure out it's me. I've covered up me tracks better than anybody. You actually leave tracks? Because you seem to float around. I didn't know that you did that. Well, you know, ghosts leave residue. There's gas floating around, and if you have a, the proper equipment, you can find it. Oh, well, I'm going to have to get one of those in addition to my dazzling rod and metal detector. Yeah, but if you don't mind, I'd like to get out of here. These dogs are making me nervous. Well, I understand. Please, stay safe and continue the flow of information. The intelligence you're bringing to us is crucial to our investigation into the studio. He's out of breath again. I don't know how to tell this to you, but... The real mole? 
It's number two. Sounds like we'd better go to an ad break. If you're like me, you're tired of chaperoning your kids' dances at the middle schools. You're busy, you know, you got important things to do. You don't have to come on down to the dance, I'll do it for you. And that's why you should hire me, Marty Plimpkin, professional chaperone, to chaperone your dance. It's ridiculous the number of dances these kids have. It's like in the fall, you got your harvest dance, and then you got a winter formal. They'll do like a, like a Halloween, like a Fright Night situation. You got a Valentine's Day dance, which, oh my god, Valentine's Day is probably the my busiest day of the year. Then you got, you know, like a spring fling, and then you got your end of the year dances, and those, oh boy, you know, especially the eighth graders, they're all emotional, they think their lives are over, of course they don't realize they're just gonna go right across the street to the high school, they got four more years of dances, which I, Marty Plimpkin, professional chaperone, will be more than happy to sponsor them. I tend to watch these kids grow up, you know, and there's, there's this one kid, you know, I see him every dance, and I'm like, hey, you got a date yet? And he's like, no. Uh, and he gets real sad. And then he starts, you know, he runs into the bathroom and he cries. And I'm like, hey, you know, buddy, I, you know, I follow him. I don't follow him into the bathroom, obviously, but I stand outside, you know, and over my shoulder and be like, hey, you know, buddy, I'm calling through the door, you got to imagine. And I'd be like, hey, buddy, you know, it's going to be okay. You know, one of these days you're going to find somebody who appreciates you, you know, despite the fact that you got a cranium that's, you know, way, way, way too small. You look like one of those Goombas from a Super Mario live action movie. That's the level of expertise that I bring. I don't just do middle school dances, by the way. I can do all sorts of different things. Uh, bar mitzvahs, uh, you know, today, son, you are a man, but keep it in your pants. And that's the kind of thing, that's the kind of professional service that I provide. You got an overnight trip, uh, you know, where you got all the girls on the bus and all the guys on the other side of the bus, and you're like, hey, hand check. Just because you got them separated, boys and girls, that doesn't mean there's not going to be any hanky-panky coming on. I mean, it's the 21st century, you guys. I'm not afraid to go back there and be like, hey, Listen, hey, I don't discriminate, but you guys can't be sitting next to each other with that My Little Pony blanket covering both of your laps like that. It's just not, uh, it's not kosher. And there I go again, you know, I pick things up. So anyway, call me, Marty Plimpkin, professional chaperone, and you can totally trust me. I got a lot of uh, quality references, principals, uh, parents, Boy Scout troops. Call me today, and uh, I'll, I'll make chaperone and dances a thing of the past. I'll do whatever sort of events you need, and uh, I'll be happy to do it, too. Hey, thank you, thank you, thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Three Chooses podcast. Please, 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 settle down. I'm this week's guest co-host, Kylie McNug, Scottish pop star. And I'm Landry, uh, normal host of the Three Tutors podcast. Uh, ladies and gentlemen in the audience, I don't know how to say this, but while we were out investigating Wilson T. Bubo Bones tracks, we came across some disturbing information that you may not be aware of, unless you were listening to the podcast as we released it. Um, in which case, you may already know what we're talking about, considering we record all of our conversations here. Number two, our beloved confidant, employee, and uh, runner of the Three Tuges Twitter account is the true mole to the FGO. <gasps> Gasping sounds. I know, I know. Please. What we're going to do is we're going to bring number two into the studio. 
We're going to be forthright. Or even fifth right. Uh, we're going to be fifth right. We'd like to do a little bit extra, but only we've only got one shot at this. Isn't that right, Kai? That's right. I'm not doing a second take. So you better not screw this up, people. Please, everyone, please contain your contain your emotions if you can. That's right. Bottle it up way, way, way down. Don't let any of it seep out. I'll let it just eat away at you slowly over the course of several decades. So when number two gets here, as... Westy Chesty brings him in. We're going to be honest with him and let him know about the information that we've received. And we're going to see where it goes from there. Now, everyone on staff, Westy Chesty, Kylie, Jody, Quippy, Reggie, Ronnie, I need everyone in my corner because this is not going to be an easy situation. We need him to know that we care about him, but that- Get back to the Stooges. <sighs> Ronnie- he needs to know that we are here for him, but that we also may imprison him in our minimum maximum security studio facility. I covered up the wall with a piece of paper that looks exactly like a wall, so he'll never suspect. My idea originally was to paint a giant tunnel on the side of the wall so that it would bait him into running into it, but uh, I, apparently we don't have the budget for that. Um, it's Without the sponsor's help, I, I, I guess that's just one of the sacrifices you make when you commit to making art like we do. Isn't that right, Kylie? That's right. All right, so, uh, what's that? He's coming right now. I'm about to go get him, Landry. So everybody, sit tight, and I'll have number two here. All right. Hi there, Wessie Chesty. It's uh, good to see you. Hey, number two. Everything's normal for me. Have you heard any hot goss lately? Oh, I can't say I have, number two, but, uh... Oh, that's a shame. I sure do love me some gossip. Oh, is well, I do too, but if you want to come follow me into the studio, maybe we can listen in and see if we can find out any information that might be interesting, and, uh... Yeah, how yeah, about, How about you go nice. in there ahead of me, and I'll, uh, just come up behind you and make sure that we both get inside? Sure, I'm happy to do it. Here I go. Oh, hello, Landry. Hello, number two. Have a seat. Oh, don't mind if I do. Yeah, normally we don't need spots to sit in because we're ghosts and we just right. kind of float around. However, number two, I think that it is best that you sit down for this conversation we're about to have. Hey, what's this? Number two, um... We have found record of some texts that you sent. Uh, Westy Chesty let us into your phone. Hey, what's that? That's a violation of my privacy, that is. You sent a text message to an unknown phone number stating that Brayden had left the Three Tuges podcast and that this might be an, an opening in order to get incriminating material on the show. Can you tell us what you mean by, uh, incriminating? Oh, well, uh, that, uh, incriminating, I just thought that was, had something to do with, uh, uh, when, you know, you need to get inside the mind of a criminal. Oh, so... You know, like in that movie, uh, The Cell. I'm a big fan of, uh, the acting of Jennifer Lopez. Uh, a lot of people think she's best as a singer, but I think, whoa, if you're missing out on Vassell, uh, you don't know for half of it. Really? Uh, are you familiar with any more of Jennifer Lopez's work? 
Of course I am. I know all about Jennifer Lopez's acting career. I basically have her IMDb page memorized. Oh, really? Yeah, well, you know, she was in the... the you know, she's she's best known for The Cell, uh, but uh, then, of course, there's always uh, Made in Manhattan. And uh, then the romantic comedy Gigli, which a lot of people gave a bad rap to, but I thought it was fantastic. One of my favourite movies. Really? You love Gigli? I do. I love Gigli. You know, when she says that famous quote from Gigli, uh... Uh... <laughs> Well, it's not eminently quotable. Let's put it that way. It's more of an experience. Ah, yes, the Gili experience. Yes, right. It was very popular with millennials. They love experiences. Moving on, number two. Can you tell us what uh, what sort of information that you might have been telling this person? Uh... Oh, you know, just any sort of gossip. You know, Emily Dickinson cheats at ghost fish. Uh... Uh, the ghost of the ghost of Winston Churchill. Uh, he he's putting on that accent. Uh, you know, uh, Braden secretly hates uh, the Three Stooges and the Three Stooges podcast. Uh, Just tell us what you're doing with the FGO number two. Tell us. Tell us right now. What? Well, I never. Westy Chesty, please. Number two. I'm sorry that it's come to this, but. We have witnesses that will corroborate you being the FGO mole. What? Well, ah, you've, well, you've right well got me backed into a corner then, haven't you, I guess? We do. And it's, it's interesting because the studio actually is completely round, so getting you backed into a corner is not an easy thing to do. Well, you've forgotten one thing, Landry. And what is that, number two? What? What? Number two! I'm coming after you! Kylie, I'm so sorry you had to be here for that. That's alright, you know, I quite enjoyed it actually. Really? It's not, yeah, often, you know, it's, you know, often in Scotland when you hear a ghost talk, it's more of a banshee sort of going, yeah! For a long time. Really? Yeah, you know, they'll be whispering sweet nothings into each other's ear. And it just sounds like... Aah! Oh, do you speak Banshee? I do. That was actually a very romantic poem that I just read to you. Oh, I see. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate You're that. You're welcome. Yeah, I'm a, I've got the soul of a poet. Gentlemen? Well, well, well. If it isn't Stephen P. Pillsbury, you... Dirty deceiver, you. Oh, you're making my blood boil. Ms. McNogue, please. Landry, I'm here to tell you there has been a threat made against the studio. Uh, uh, Why, whatever could you mean? We were monitoring Braden's activity in the cabins just on the perimeter of the studio compound ever since he split just hours ago. And uh, I don't know if you realize, but we have been able to siphon off information via a mole here in the studio. Have you figured out who that might be yet? It's just kismet that you showed up when you did, because we just confronted number two about being You know, a mole. for someone who's very concerned about the identity of the mole not being discovered, you really did kind of come in and show your hand there just now. Well, I wanted him to know that we had 
received information that was very, very important, and rather than keep him in the dark about the safety of his dugio, I thought it best that I lay all my cards out on the table and let him know where I had received this information from in order to make sure that it wasn't disingenuous in nature and that number two hadn't planted the idea, perhaps. Oh, he couldn't plant anything. He wouldn't know a crater from a hole in the ground. Gentlemen, Ms. McNogue, we have credible information that suggests that Braden is plotting some sort of attack on the Stugio facility. And what's that? We need... We have intelligent information that Braden is planning an attack oh, on sorry, the Oh, sorry, that was facility. more of an expression of surprise. I didn't mean for you to repeat yourself. I'm sorry. However, Landry, we have business to attend to. Did someone say business? Bill T, we'll need your full support. We'll need all the innovation and startup power that you currently hold the purse strings to. Oh, I hold all the purse strings, baby. There's not a soul alive who can get behind this wall. Landry, I'm going to need the full support of the Stugio facility. We may have been infiltrating your operation, but now we have a larger problem to deal with. For the safety of all the citizens of Stugia, we need to confront Braden. Well, let's go after that wee bastard before he's got the chance to do any more damage against the Three Stooges or the Three Tooges podcast. Oh my gosh. I can't believe it's come to this. Brother against brother. Business against business. Stephen P. Pillsbury against Kylie McNug. Show that's been on